All right, today we've got 905 Shooter on the podcast. A little bit of an internet figure, or pop culture figure. Uh, he's part of the Nelk Boys. He's on a little bit of a podcast tour right now where he's looking to rebrand himself, uh, starting his own thing to kind of separate his image away from the way he was perceived with the Nelk Boys. So if you guys like this podcast, subscribe, rate, and share it with some friends. Enjoy. So you're on the you're on the podcast grind right now. I I looked you up. You're doing like you're doing a bunch of podcasts. Yeah, no, you know why? It's just it's fun. I like to talk to people. I like to just chill out and have good conversations. Um, I've recently went on a podcast mm-hmm. where they didn't really necessarily talk to talk to the guests about what they kind of do or like kind of like dive deep into the same questions that other podcasts have done before yeah it's more of just like you chill out and you just talk about whatever is on your mind okay did you like that better than the interview style i it was different Mm. i wouldn't say i liked it more but it was a bit relieving we're like okay i could actually just talk about whatever is on my mind something that people could relate to and also just kind of give fun facts right Um, yeah because i feel like for some guests, it's like if you kind of if the audience who's watching you already seen a lot of other podcasts, they kind of already know. Sure. Right. Uh, for the new ones, it's like you can always circle back to other podcasts, right? If right. they already have some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see ma- what you're saying. Maybe if it's like their first time doing a podcast where they haven't shared that much about themselves, that's a different story. Yeah. Where like they could fully like talk about themselves and really give a good intro to like the online world of like who they are, what they do. Yeah. Um, so for somebody like me, I feel like I've talked about so much about myself that like, it's like, what else can I talk about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but, but I mean, I guess like, you know, you see people like authors and stuff and they'll go on like a big tour and they'll pretty much do, and it's not the same podcast, but they'll do like the same thing over and over again. But each podcast... You know, if their fans will listen to them on each podcast yeah. and it, even though it's so redundant, they'll get like a kernel of something new or like the guests ask something in a different way. You know what I mean? Like where, we're, you know, if someone has something to talk about, that's usually what they're talking about on the podcast. Yeah. If they have like, if they're trying to shout out like a new book or they're yeah. trying a movie or an album, for example, like that's the perfect place to kind of promote it. Yeah. You were on, uh, so I was I was doing my homework on you. You were on the biggest two. You were on was the the Nelk podcast and the No Jumper podcast. Yes, I didn't know. See, I I didn't follow Nelk until their podcast. Okay, I'm like, because I'm a I'm into podcasts. Like I love listening to podcasts. Yeah. I listen to books. Like I love audio stuff. I don't watch a whole ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I've never seen the No Jumper guy, but he's massive, eh? Yes, yeah, Adam Twenty Two. He, call, yeah. he calls himself. He's been doing podcasting for probably six. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. The first time I've seen him was probably six, seven years ago, and he was kind of like one of the sort of podcasters that kind of get into the whole YouTube world of doing like artists and celebrities and okay. different genres of not just music. But like pop culture, internet culture. Yes, yes. So he really dove deep into like pop culture and sort of people within the culture of that people see on social media. Yeah. And that was a really fun experience. It's actually funny enough, the day that we're filming this, the podcast is released like a day, uh, a year ago. 
Oh, on, on a year ju- ago today. June 10th, 2021. Okay, I didn't realize. How, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched that like two days ago to prepare for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the Nelk one, um, the Full Send podcast, actually. Full Send, that's what it's called. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's funny. Okay, it's interesting. Not funny, but it's interesting. So they, I, my episode is the only one that's only on Apple Podcasts and not on the YouTube channel. Okay. Why is that? I mean, it's probably for their own personal reasons. I, I don't know. I didn't really question it. Yeah. That's just up to them, like what they want to post on the YouTube channel. So Fair enough. I mean, for the fact, even for the fact that I was able to be in the same room as them after two years and, and able to talk to them for like an hour and a half is better than it's. It's better to just be in that present moment instead of thinking like, why after like, why wasn't on the channel? It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Right. It's like. You could go listen to it. You could get the full details, full story. And mm-hmm. like, there's no more, I guess there's no more questions left yeah. to be answered. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Cause I like, yeah, like I was saying, like I didn't, I knew about the Nelk channel and I had definitely seen some, some of the videos, but like, I didn't follow it at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, and then so late, like I've, I've been binge watching it to prepare for for this uh yeah. for this episode so like i learned i learned a lot and like man those guys have built a massive brand yeah they massive have. brand yeah yeah and it's funny enough that you spoke about them is because uh I was, we were saying off camera before we started filming that the reason why i found this podcast was because of a mutual friend named paul reed who's mm. actually worked with them behind the scenes and it's funny enough so we were actually shout out to paul reed by the way this guy's guy's uh he's doing big things in toronto absolutely so we were in Toronto. I was in Toronto at uh, Trinity Bellwoods area, and I just so happened to stumble across his um, his studio with all his coworkers. Yeah. And I'm across the street, and Paul was like, "Hey, hey, 905, like, hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Oh, like, how can you? Like, I mean, I have a recognizable face, I, I guess." Sure. So he just saw me from across the road, and then he kind of just vlogged a bit. And then he kind of told me the backstory of like what he did and like how he knew everybody in that group. Okay. And like all the behind the scenes commercials or campaigns. And mm-hmm. then a few days after that encounter, I see him post a clip of you and uh, you and uh, himself and you on the podcast. I'm like, oh, this is really cool because the production is so cool. Like the two the two camera angles, yeah. the lighting, the the editing style. It's just like something you want to see when you're looking on Instagram or TikTok, for example. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you, uh, do you have desires or a design to do a podcast? It's funny yourself? you say Cause that. Like, yeah, because I've talked about this on a recent podcast with a, a buddy of mine yep. uh, named Hunter. Uh, he calls himself Cringe Daddy. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I came across him. In my- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, we were talking about this too. Like, I definitely would want to do a podcast. It's just a matter of when I'm ready to do it, right? Like, having a studio, production, mm. the lighting, the cameras, a uh, producer who's behind the camera, yeah. an editor, because one person can't do an entire podcast. It's just too much time and too much energy put into it yeah. to create something that is going to be consistent. Right. Right. And it, it, like, do you, in your mind, like, how long do you have to go before, I mean, I guess it depends how quickly you can grow, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with what you're doing now, like, you want to, is, is your idea to be a an internet guy, like a YouTube guy and make a living off of vlogging and just your personality on the internet like creating content yeah yeah i want i definitely want to create content as as a thing to kind of have people be kept up to date like 
okay, this guy is consistent with doing YouTube. Mm. He's posting about his life in a way where he gets to show people like behind the scenes, kind of like a podcast or like the people that I meet at events or social gatherings, networking styles. Right. And, and to be able to show people like, okay, what I'm doing, right. As a, to a certain extent, like show them like, okay, I'm traveling to this place. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm at this person or I got to do this for this company or do campaigns. Right. Okay. Like as a photographer and stuff. Yes. As a photographer on the, on the photographer side, I want to do more of like, networking uh with other creators or sports Mm. concerts brand work kind of similar to what paul does where they create content for other brands or companies and they are able to produce that so similar to like the production side is what i want to kind of do with videos aside from youtube right and then photography just be able to do get you know be have my services for people who want photos. Sure, sure. So can you explain to the listener like how you got introduced into this world? Like you were uh, the third guy in Nelk or the photographer? Like, And was that kind of your first exposure to the internet world? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. So obviously we, we were around the same age where we grew up watching YouTubers. We watched people older than us about... 10 years older than us who started like the youtube basically the pioneers and ogs of, of YouTube. to me it was like wild boys and jackass yeah okay yeah okay. Yeah, yeah so i grew up in yeah. at a time like being on the internet watching youtube yeah. watching all these og like people who are in the 30s 40s now yeah and being exposed to that and saying oh this is really cool like they get to show people and allow them to see what they're doing and be inspired by that. So that's kind of kind of got me drawn into it. And then obviously I said this story a few times where I met Kyle in high school. Okay. So what we, high school did you go to? Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. So my cousins went to Meadowville. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we had a rivalry yeah, there. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And so basically we were acquaintances. We didn't, sort of talked to each other much or knew each other that well we Mm. just saw each other in the hallways and had mutual we knew mutual people there who i was in class with and i see him like cool like and during the time it was 2010 and he's actually said it too um with a few buddies of mine that he started like while in high school and it was just kind of like you know skits and all that it was pretty funny right and it was like one of the first times where i saw somebody that i knew personally Mm. like start to create like content on youtube and be exposed to like okay this is much different because you are not so much used to that as a kid or as a teen like yeah knowing knowing someone who is also has like an internet persona exactly yeah right i I think it depends on where you grow up and who you know right Mm -hmm. i was just a regular guy who just did regular things yeah you know and just went to school and just chilled at home and played games so you became their photographer and filmer and editor is that first started yes yeah, okay. yes my role uh, was part-time for about a year 2016 okay and i just hit him up i hit kyle up randomly because he was like the first point of contact and then i said to him i think it was a dm on instagram sure i said hey uh i'm a photographer now i've been doing it for about two years uh i noticed that you guys or taking photos of yourselves and i just want to help out and take some photos of you sure and he just said oh yeah for sure like come out take some photos for us see how it goes 
the first encounters was pretty good. Um, didn't really ask for much at the beginning, obviously. Yeah. And then eventually they're like, well, we need somebody to start filming our pranks now because we don't want to be switching over from one person to the other and then having to, you know, be so preoccupied with filming. So they kind of brought me along to do a part-time thing of filming, like, the first video. So I I don't know if I said this before. It was the the very first one that I filmed for them was the Subway prank. No, 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 Subway, Starbucks. Okay. What was that prank? Um, so they honestly they got a uniform for Starbucks. They went to Starbucks around Mississauga and pretended to be fake employees. Okay, and it's just like the typical like pranks of like hum- like uh, the comedy, the humor, the improv. Yep, and just kind of doing like a bit of extra things that like regular employees wouldn't do okay and kind of like being weird to making s- people awkward yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. making it feel awkward for audio for the customers or like fighting with each other in front of customers <laughs> you could go find it it's like yeah. still on the channel right that was the first video i ever filmed for them so you started filming and then did they hire you they well i was kind of in the in between of me working at walmart okay right and like taking the risk and committing to this full-time yep and basically giving up everything I had before and just starting with something new that I saw had potential, but I didn't know for myself whether or not it would be something that I could fully make a living from. Make a living from. I mean, it's yeah. Like I guess to be frank, it's it's not that big a risk quitting Walmart as a as a kid, mm-hmm. right? But well, I mean, at the time I was still twenty. I was twenty two. Okay. Twenty three. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, young adult, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, young adult. I yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily a kid yet uh, at that time. And I was, twenty seven September 2017 is when I finally quit. Okay. And then that's when, like, the whole journey started of me being in that group. And it was us three at the time. Yep. And was able to just do road trips. Um, so oh, did they hire, like, hire you as, like, an employee? Like, or was it even that structured at all? It, it was, was an just employee. Kind of, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was an employee. Okay. Like, I... At the time, though, it wasn't like as a was it what they call it a, a company yet. Yeah, it wasn't an established company, so they just hired me as somebody. That's just like, okay, you have a position. This is your position. Yeah, this is your role, and and then that's really it. Okay. Yeah. Was there like a clear vision? Like, did you did you see the potential? Like, I I mean, I guess <clears throat> 2017 YouTube's up and running. Like, people yeah. are making a lot of money on YouTube. Yeah. So that was the goal. Yeah. The goal was to be viral, to make big videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was YouTube. that was their goal. That was their you know whole mindset. I was just there to help okay. film for them, right? I, that was my role and yeah. take photos for them because I was that third person that just helped with their content. Sure. Right. And then, yeah, it just started as a photographer. And then, when did things change? When did you transition? Get in, yeah, get in front of the camera. March because like you, you became a like from from my homework. I've seen all these compilations uh, of yeah, you yeah. in front of the camera. You you went from behind the camera to in front of the camera and became a character in in the videos. Yeah, yeah that was March of 2019. Okay, yeah, so that that ran for about six months, uh, from August to October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about six seven seven months or so, and that was because they had more people join the team, like Austin, this guy, Adrian. And a few other people who help with like the, you know, the editing, the filming. So I was transitioned to that role. 
Sure. Yeah, as an online personality. And it was something, too, that I said before where, like, I insisted on on taking on because I wanted to see um, – at the time, I was a different person. I was so focused on wanting to get more attention and more focused on myself. Yeah. So that kind of drew me to, like, wanting to be on camera because I wanted to get sort of that recognition that I felt that I wanted. Mm. When in reality, is like it's much more bigger than myself, right? Like, there's other things that – revolves more than just myself sure yeah, yeah right and uh at the time like i had a big ego and it was something that i personally didn't accept or realize or acknowledge until recently okay yeah so yeah i mean like watching so i've watched a couple of these videos where or compilations people have put together where you're in front of the camera and it just doesn't seem like like you were uh like you didn't grow up with this, this desire like Kyle and Jesse did to like be famous and like, you know, create this whole thing. Like you were just kind of thrust into it. In a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what yeah. you mean. It was just more of, it was just something that I, I felt like, okay, I'm in this, I'm in a good position and I'm yeah. just going to go with it. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of potential there. I mean, millions and millions of views, right? Subscribers. As yeah. Oh well. yeah. It, it was really jumping on around that year mm -hmm. like early 2019 is when it really started to take off for them yeah and did you feel like you became famous like very recognizable or or had uh you know you cer guys certainly had a following but like how did that change your life good and bad yeah good because uh it's sort of in a, in a sense, it gives you, like, a sort of recognition that people know who you are. Like, they recognize your face. The bad with it is just obviously uh, it comes with it, right? Like, of being famous, quote-unquote famous. Because I don't like internet, that. Internet famous. Yeah, I, don't, I, I personally just don't, like, um, I don't really go with that term anymore. I'm just, like, a public figure, I guess, or, like, a social media guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, too, I'm not really into, like, I haven't so much focused on social media that much just because it's really bad for you mental health mentally like consuming a lot of social media yeah, yeah yeah and so i was really experiencing a lot of different things now like people treating me differently and in, in a good way in a sense because like they know who i was mm -hmm. and they get kind of give you that sort of uh special treatment okay. which i kind of get where they're coming from because they want to be nice and they want to accommodate me at the same time it's like i'm just a regular guy with a name like associated name to myself like i'd rather just be treated the same mm -hmm. as everyone else like it depends on the situation right it's just for me it's like i don't want to be gifted things it, it's it's very uh appreciative like you're gifting me these things it's just sometimes i I like don't it's really, transactional, like like people want something in return. Or. Yeah, not so much. It's just a favor or something like a, a gift to me. It's yeah. just I appreciate it, right? It's it. Don't get me wrong. Like it's really, uh, very thankful for that. It's just you don't always have to, right? Yeah. I don't really. I'm the type of person that doesn't expect things to get be given to me. It's mm -hmm. just more of like I'm. I earn your respect, or I earn what I I do for you, right? As a as a as a mutual. Mutual respect. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> huh. So, you, like, you're you're on this rise. Do you do you 
kind of a pre like what were your goals at the time like you you've kind of have you know during this time you're on camera you're on one of the biggest youtube channels in the world or maybe not but you know a very big youtube channel and you've got all this opportunity and, and potential do you kind of realize it at the time or, or do you take it for granted i i would say i did take for granted because i didn't realize how much impact and how much influence we had on people yeah and how much people watched our videos and got you know made their mondays funny again or made it more fun to start the week right sure and or even not even mondays i think it was three times we did it a week yeah we posted videos so it really did i didn't realize that until later on probably a year or two ago where people started to show more support after i was on my own and doing my own freelancing and being my own like solo mm-hmm. right so it really it really got me to see how much i was able to impact some people um and it's very it's very uh humbling experience yeah 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 could like if you could and not that you can ever go back but like knowing what you know now would you go back and do things differently and try and stay a part of the brand and and like because there's a lot of leverage there that you know you can leverage good or bad but you could use to do whatever you want kind of going forward yeah there's a lot of what ifs right yeah it's like i get what you're coming from because it's like if i realized what i had at the time then i could use that to help my career as a independent right later on if i did decide it's it's a lot of what ifs Mm -hmm. Uh, if i did decide to move on and or if things didn't work out i still had that leverage where I could use that for my future career as a solo or a freelancer, right? Yeah. I feel like everything happens for a reason where you can't look back on the past and say, this is what could have happened, this is what should have happened, or this was what would have happened. Right. Because you, you don't can't, know. Yeah. yeah, you can't, you don't know and you can't change the past. You can't change history. The only thing you do is rewrite it. Mm. So I realized that after reading a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. By Mark Manson. And okay. I've never fu- read the book. It's funny because I see this almost on every podcast because it's just that book really helped me change my life. And it also... In what in what ways? It, it really made me real... Like, it really made me look back on what happened and my past and realize, okay, this is what I need to change about myself. This is what I could have done differently. Uh, what I... How I took advice or constructive criticism or help from people and and use that as a way to help grow myself as a person instead of being so defensive yeah or egotistical and really pushing people back yeah no i think that's great insight from you know from the the two videos that i kind of watched where it was like everything you were on camera it was like you had a a wall up like you know someone would say something and it just you felt it looked like you felt like it was a personal attack on you yes but yes you know everyone's just razzing each other like it's a group of boys yeah and it's also like friendly advice or criticism that will help me in the future Mm -hmm. and i didn't see it that way at the time and it really did change my perspective on also relationships and your own personal goals and your values and your boundaries and just knowing how to be a better person Mm. you should definitely read that book yeah i know for sure i i listen and read to like a lot of books like you know in that same vein uh 
is is that the only book that's kind of helped you along your your uh, personal journey? I actually f- read his follow up book. It's called Everything Is Fucked. Okay, a book about hope. Okay, so it's a, it's a bit of a different book. Yeah, it's just like it really teaches you a lot of different things about you, like knowing what that like how to use your thinking brain and your feeling brain and separating like what you're thinking and how you're feeling because mm. those are two different things that is a part of your brain. Like you could think of something that's logical or you could feel something that's coming from your own emotions and you have to know when to separate those two and not have those interfere with each other because it it, it sets you sets you up for like a bad outcome. Mm. Like if you're thinking like, okay, if you're thinking from a logical standpoint about a situation, yep. but you also have your feelings in between, it's it's going to be conflicting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, it's very tough to be a uh, dispassionate observer of our own situation. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, um, I was actually saying this to one of my, uh, to my barber who's Vietnamese. Okay. okay. There was a story that happened in the 1960s around 1963 or something and it was at a time when vietnam was splitting from north and south of vietnam right during the almost before the vietnam war okay so basically they had a communist uh they had a communist leader who was leading i believe north vietnam okay and then there was another guy i forget his name who wanted to become their own sort of country, kind of like North and South Korea, right? And long story short, he basically manipulated, he wanted to be the good person, like supporting um, Buddhists, okay, right? And being like the opposite of what they were used to with this communist guy, right? In the end, he basically manipulated this entire country into believing what he was doing uh, as a politician. And basically it was like killing Buddhists and like, um banning buddhism in the country like i think south vietnam and that's what caused this whole friction of um the vietnam war okay and then these three buddhists or these three monks okay they 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 um at the time they didn't have computers or they didn't have phones they had to like you know do like the sort of morse code type of thing Mm -hmm. so they would tell reporters and photographers come out to this specific uh location on this specific day at this time okay so one photographer managed to come here or to that location, right? And a bunch of reporters came out and they didn't know what to expect. Like it was in the middle of the day and it was just a regular, like people were just walking by minding their own business, okay? So I think a teal car comes out of nowhere, parks in the middle of the road and three monks come out of the, of, of the road. One comes out with, oh, I forget, I, I don't want to butcher it, but one came out with, a jerry can of gas Mm -hmm. the other one came with a blanket i believe and the third monk he comes out and sits in the middle of the road Mm -hmm. they pour gas on him Mm -hmm. and they light him on fire right (laughs) and this monk is not in in the in the book is describing like this monk was literally in a lotus position yeah just sitting there meditating while he's on fire with no yelling, no emotions. And everybody just stopped and stared at them and just like, what is going on? Like, this is like, and some, and there's a photo that shows like, you could probably find it. If oh, you, I've seen the photo for sure. It's really? super famous. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know yeah. this. This is the first time I ever. Yeah. It's on the it. cover of a, like a Rage Against the Machine album. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know that it was like it became. I, I mean, I I would have guessed it became infamous just yeah. based on the history. I didn't realize it'd be like. Oh yeah, like, super you know, super big cultural moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's what caused the the war to fight back against the pol- like the government and the politicians, and that's what kind of caused it. And it was just so interesting because it's like that's kind of like what's happening now. In what sense? In a sense where people are pushing back on our government mm. and just like kind of fighting back about our rights and our freedoms, right? That's a, that's a whole d- different topic. It's just interesting to know, like, okay, people are kind of like distrusting our government. And yeah. Politicians. Well, I think that's growing more and more, you know, and you don't need to look back far in history to see the distrust of government. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always say, like, I think the baby boomers like everyone our parents' age, grew up in this historical lull where there really was no conflict if you were if you were in Canada, you yeah. know. Uh, even if you were in the States, you know, unless you went to Iraq, uh, you know, or any of those Middle Eastern wars, you know, you, I, guess, I guess you had the nuclear, uh, you know, the, the Cold War with Russia where you're a little bit concerned about complete annihilation, but... You know, before that, there was World War One, World War Two. You know, all these wars, all these European wars, mm-hmm. and so like our our parents really kind of were lulled into this. Like everyone, our parents' age were, were really lulled into this. Like this, you know, the end of history where you know governments don't do you know super heinous things anymore, and there aren't world wars anymore. And it's wow, you know. But it, but I think we're coming out of that now. I think people our age and people younger are certainly more distrustful every day of the governments and i think it's because of the internet and because of youtube and social Mm -hmm. media and live videos and it's because of the times right because our parents and people our grandparents and all that they didn't grow up with phones Mm. technology internet to be able to communicate with other people or see what's going on in the world unless it was from news and we all know how how news nowadays are like big media companies right or news companies that is and so it was very different because people had to just go with what they saw and what they heard and not so much have somebody who's in those situations or saw those situations firsthand to really give their perspective or their point of view and and tell it to the world right so now an example would be like nowadays where if something happened where they have two sides of the media saying something and then people on social media who have two different uh, opinions, right? Yeah. There's always three sides to the, the truth. There's one side, the other side, and then the truth. Sure. And the, and the truth lies with who was able to see it and give their perspective. And, see it most clearly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Because who are you going to believe if there's no one there? Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Say it's kind of like that riddle. It's like if you're in the middle of the forest and a, and someone cuts a tree down. Or a tree falls. Or a tree falls. Yeah. Will it make a sound? Yeah. I mean, to answer that, like, no one's going to hear it. Yeah. There's still going to be sound. It's still going to make a sound. Just nobody's there to hear it. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like... It's kind of both. It's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, for there to be sound, the definition of sound is when, when those waves hit your ear. Mm. Right? So there's there's waves, but... There has to be a person there to receive the waves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really so yeah. good with the. What's the What's the term for that type of? 
I neuro, don't know. Uh, neuro, no. Physics or neuro, 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 I don't know. Neurologist? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a neurologist. <laughs> is that, is that the, is that that's a, like, that's like a, a, you know, brain scientist. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the same. I mean, I was kind of like, I was going to say neurologist. I wasn't too sure if yeah, that's like the like a brain doctor. Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the, uh, the correct uh occupation yeah <laughs> anyways like i, w- I want to get back t- i want to ask yeah, yeah, you yeah, about yeah. no 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 it's all good we i love you we can talk to whatever yeah um, yeah we can get back uh i want to ask you how like you seem like kind of like a quiet shy guy by nature mm-hmm. when you were doing these pranks when you were filming them yeah like a big aspect of the pranks were like how like how so- how socially tense it was like how you know how awkward these things were like yeah to go you know, shotgun a beer in the middle of a lecture hall in university or something like that. Yes. Were you nervous filming like in these situations? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, there have been a lot of times where I felt nervous or like, okay, somebody's going to do something to be a hero. And there was always times where people. Oh, like to shut you guys down. Yes. Oh. Like, okay. Let me, let me think. There was a time this happened. Okay. I told this story recently with two buddies of mine um money buys happiness podcast okay okay i've i've recognized that i've i so when i started doing a podcast i just searched the hashtag toronto podcast okay. to see like what other people were doing and i found their podcast yeah. shout out to anthony ernesto yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. so uh, i followed them on the gram yeah 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 just because they and they it was like oh they do a nice production yeah you should yeah. definitely hop on their podcast connect yeah. with them yeah i'll let you connect yeah yeah for with, sure with one of them Anyways, I said on their podcast before where there was a time when we were filming in the hood of Inglewood, which is right by the highway or right by the airport. Okay. And we did this fake KFC employee prank. Okay. Okay. This is in the hood, by the way. So this is like a KFC. Uh, everyone there was um, Latino. Okay. And there were the type of people that had nothing to lose. So we're in, I'm inside. I'm filming like under the table with the manager there. And I think it was Jesse and this other guy named Cassidy Campbell. Okay. And the footage is nowhere on YouTube, by the way. You can't find it anywhere. Okay. This is like one and done. Okay. So long story short, we finished like they finished filming it. It wasn't that funny. They didn't get a reaction. Okay. So we all walk out from like a corner of the restaurant. So let's say here's the counter like right here is like the counter with the employees in the kitchen we're on the left side of the of the of the the counter yeah and the doorway is in front so we're right here like uh we're right here <laughs> the counter's here and the door's here yeah so we walk out they walk out like uh, jesse and cassie walk out the door we follow them outside and the employees and the managers saw us and recognized that we were filming so they're all like half of the employees all jumped out because the place was empty. Okay. It was like so they followed you out the door. They followed us out the door. It was a rainy day, and from what I remember hearing, like they wanted to take the the, the uniforms away. They were like choking them with like the collars. Oh, it was like a full beatdown. It was like it wasn't a beatdown, but like they were like in like in, um, they were um intimidating us like oh like. We want those uniforms, and then they wanted the footage. They so why were they so upset? These are just the like they, they, had, they had nothing to lose. They just had the the mindset like, okay, we don't want to be filmed. Like sure, okay. they didn't know how to handle it. I guess yeah, how so. other people would. And then this one employee literally chased me. Okay, where I had my camera in hand, and he was like literally chasing me around the parking lot. <laughs> and it was a, it was a rainy day, so I slipped. Yeah, 
I hit a curb and I dropped the camera. This guy picks up. He's like, it's mine now, homie. Oh, like no. Holmes. He's like, yo, this is mine now, Holmes. Okay. And he says it in a, in a, in a Mexican accent. Yeah. Uh, or not accent, but like a. Yeah, accent. Yeah. Okay, accent. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes inside, okay? The, the employee who took it goes inside. The managers all go inside. And then they scratch up the SD card with a knife. And it was completely destroyed where we couldn't recover the footage. Jeez. So we, we wanted to recover it. They couldn't do the, the company that we sent it out to in San Francisco couldn't get it fixed. Oh yeah, and I've never had any luck with those SD card recoveries. Yeah, yeah. And so we completely lost the footage. We had to deal with police. They were like, they called the cops on you guys. We called the cops because oh. they took our camera and they were in the inside for like half an hour, and nothing happened. Did you get it back? Yeah, we got the camera back and everything, but the SD card was absolutely destroyed. This guy comes out with his girlfriend. He's she's in the car. He hops out of the car on the passenger side. He has his hands in his hoodie, his hoodie pocket. He's like, yo, Holmes, like, like that wasn't funny. Like, I I wasn't laughing. Like, okay. I don't like to be filmed. Whatever. He's like, And then I think, like, under his breath, he's like, yo, I got a Glock with me or something. Jesus. Yeah, this is in the He's hood. threatening you over what? Like, just filming him. <laughs> but we weren't even filming him. We were filming the the manager and the employees, we, but he thought he was filming us. Like, we, they, he thought we were filming yeah. this guy. Holy cow. And the girlfriend's like, get back in the car. Like, we need to leave and all that. And then that was one of the moments where, like, people were, like, threatening us and, like, scaring us. Was and that then, the scariest thing ever? Yeah. That you guys did? That yeah. was probably my scariest thing. I guess having a gun in the situation. Well, we don't know for sure. Oh, okay. Although, that's just, just that situation of them fighting back and, like, really, like, having nothing to lose. Yeah. And really, like, putting their jobs on the line. Mm, right yeah, yeah in, that's crazy. in the hood of Ingle, you have to think about it too this like this is like legit in the hood prank maybe not the best i uh, no we didn't know pranks we, we literally just decided to pick a, any kfc around us we went to the first location we had no idea about how inglewood was if it was part of the hood because obviously you have compton you have inglewood and then you have hawthorne is another area which is like the the general area of the hood yeah. of LA. Jeez. So we didn't know any of this stuff, and people were like, "Wow, like that that really happened?" Like, yes, like safer to be doing pranks in Canadian universities. Yeah, and so then there was like times where like people try to take the cameras away from us, away from me actually. Yeah. Like they would see the camera, they come up to me and they start grabbing it, and. Were you ever like, were you ever so nervous that you're like, oh man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to yes, do it. Yes, yes. Okay. There was times where we did like hitting bongs in lectures. Okay. Where, in like a big lecture hall. Yes. Yeah. I've seen those videos. And, and, and those then, are freaking hilarious. And then like times where there was a lot of times. Did that get the heart rate going? Like you thought like this campus security was going to come in and like, mm -hmm. and like the profs were. Or they were going to call police or something. Yeah. And then there was. After it was, there's so many times and instances where like people would see me and like they were like want me to delete the footage. And it's like right. I can't delete it. Actually, actually though, there was another story like I told about Amsterdam, where we went to the red light district and I was filming in front of police and I didn't realize it. And we got such a great clip, and the police saw me. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm just filming the river. I'm filming the canal and all that." Yeah. It's like you can't film here, or whatever. So. Oh, you're not allowed to film in you, the red light district. No, you can't I film see. or have any photos, and they have signs everywhere that uh. says, "No photography, no video, or no cameras." And then. I was just showing them from like daytime, and they're like, "Okay, like that's not it. Like that's sir, that's like from daytime. Like what about nighttime? Because it was filmed 
at nighttime and I had to show them the, the footage like, yeah, you need to delete it. If you don't delete it, um, we have to arrest you. So what you, you had to delete it on the spot. I, I had to delete it on the spot. No. And, and the trick was that we would take the SD card of the, of the camera, hide it and then show like, Hey, like there's no footage here. Yeah. And I had to delete on the spot. Cause and and you it, guys had good footage. It was, it was a pretty good clip. Did you ever have any like massive losses where like you'd filmed like a whole weekend of something and then like the footage is just gone or you lost the SD card or anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of times where that happened. Well, not every single time, but there was times where we just like, uh, we just lost it. Damn. I, 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 there's a whole different story. Like, I mean, you probably heard on the podcast about the time in Amsterdam. Uh, I don't know if I listened to that one. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, it was um, I listened to. I think I listened to you on Nelk. Yeah, no, 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 it was on that podcast. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's an hour and a half, so it's a very okay. long podcast. Yeah. But like, there was a time where we were in Amsterdam, and I was just so stupid. It was dumb where I left the cameras in front of the dashboard. Oh, I saw that in a YouTube video, and someone broke into the. Yeah. Someone broke into. It was the in car. a Sprinter van. Jeez. Yeah. And you lost all your footage. Yeah. And the cameras. That sucks. Right. And obviously it's like, okay, obviously like that happened f three years ago now. Mm -hmm. Obviously like I wasn't intentional. It was not like I planned like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm planning to get it stolen. Right. It's just like instinctively I was just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just a mistake was like, okay, you learn from that. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Right? So you, uh, I heard on the one podcast that you guys moved into a house in LA. Yes. Can you explain to like, cause I'm, I feel like I'm a bridge between like young people and like baby boomers. Like well, I've got well, a lot, I've got a lot of like older, older people who are in the audience. Like, can you explain what a house is like a content house? A content house? Is that what, like, that's where you guys moved to? Well, so, it's called the clout house. Okay. And if you look at on Google, it actually shows up on Google, the clout house okay. in the Hollywood Hills. Okay. Okay. What goes on there? So... It's a four-story house mansion. Okay. And it was just a bunch of... It was a group called FaZe Clan. And, and what do they do? They do gaming. Like Okay. Okay. Like gamers. Like streaming. Yeah, games. streamers okay. before, but they have like competitions. They actually go into... Or what's it called? Um, what's the what's the term for the, the competitions they do? I forget. Uh, I don't know. Like gaming competitions? I don't know. There's a word for it. Okay. Uh, I, for, I, for, I honestly forget the, the term. And they had a bunch of other creators, like Summer Ray was there, and this guy named Ricegum. And they lived in this house, and they just created their own content, and we create content with these other people right. to kind of uh, cross bridges of collaborations with these people to help gain an audience yep. from their followings and vice versa. And right. just really grow together. Yeah, it's and a good idea. It's a great idea, and that's yep. what kind of... I wouldn't say they're the first one to do it, mm -hmm. but it definitely trans. Um, it definitely took that to a whole other level where now people are being influenced to have houses and have other big creators live together, create content together, and just build off of that. Yeah, and I guess videos. it <clears throat> promotes like working twenty four seven and constantly capturing content. Yeah, well, from what they see on camera, right? Sure. Obviously, things happen behind the scenes like they don't want to share. But yeah. it's like when you're in that when you're in that lifestyle and you're in that experience, you kind of have a understanding of like, okay, what it's like to live that life. Right. Where like it's constant work. Like you sleep, you don't have that much sleep. You have endless hours of 
working to like 3 a.m 4 a.m like no sleep getting all this done and nowadays it's like i actually get to have more sleep i get to do the things i get to enjoy more and sleep early and not overwork myself right because a lot of people get burnt out by overworking themselves because they believe that's the best well it it, to a certain extent it is a it is a belief of working to get where you need to be Mm -hmm. you just gotta be smart about how much you work right right Right, because you were saying like you guys were putting out three videos a week. Like that must be a massive amount of editing, or must have been. Editing, time, sleep uh, was taken away. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Uh, was there ever an option for you to like buy into the brand and become like a part of of you know, or have a piece of the upside that that was all the like the full send brand and everything? Not so much. It's. It was a. Uh, I was just an employee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What uh, about you though? Let's uh, let's talk about a bit about you though. Sure. Because like, man, I've just been. Uh, this is. I think this is episode eleven or twelve. Eleven or twelve. Yeah. yeah I've had a. I don't know. I've been having to. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. Yeah. How long? A couple years. Yeah. It's one of those things that's yeah. like, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Yeah, I'll get to that. And it's like, you can always find excuses. Like, I'm mm-hmm. certainly a busy guy. And how, how, like, how did you, like, get the idea, like, this is the time I want to do a podcast? It was one of those things where I didn't really have a choice anymore. It was just constantly on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, for better or for worse. It's, uh, it was like I, yeah, didn't have an option. You that's know? good. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you'd re- I'd regret it too much if I didn't, you know, start doing it. And it's also too because you're fortunate enough to have a studio, oh. right? Like within within your your office. So fortunate, yeah, right? it's incredible. You have somebody here to help, yeah, film for you, do all the, you know, the the pausing and recording. Well, it know? became it became you know it perfect. Like I I had no no more excuses. Like we do a YouTube channel here for the shop. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so that's we have all the equipment already. We have everything already. And then uh yeah, actually this was NASCAR Canada's office oh, and sick. they moved out because of COVID. So then we just had this space. Wow. And it's just like, all right, well, I guess uh, we'll make it the studio. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah. So I still I still haven't found my uh <laughs> I still haven't found like kind of a a topic like I you know I guess the wisdom is go with a niche, you know, kind of topic and grow your audience there. But I haven't done that. I've just been doing whatever, whoever wants to come on, you know, I'll have them on or whatever I'm interested in. I'll have them on. I would do a lot of race car. Yeah. I guys seen on your channel. I'm, I'm a race car driver. I took a look at your channel as well. And I saw, excuse me, you had a lot of race car drivers, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of friends of yours in the industry of race car. So people don't know, like you are a race car driver. Yeah. You're in race carring. I did a bit of research myself too, so yeah, yeah. don't worry. Yeah, no, I I grew up racing go karts, uh, and then racing the NASCAR Pinty Series, Canadian NASCAR Series. So we're running, yeah. running the whole season this year. Yeah, and uh, we're off to Quebec tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Going to Montreal. Mm-mm. We're going to uh, Valley Junction, which is an hour south of Quebec City. Oh yeah, so about a uh, seven-hour, uh, a nine-hour drive. Nine-hour yeah. drive. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Hey, you can't stop in Montreal for a bit. No, 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 oh. dude. This is uh, just a straight business. Straight in and out. 
But then after you've done that, though, you could stop by Montreal, right? I got to get back. Oh. Uh, right back to work. Business like, calls. Yeah, man. I like, you know, doing doing the podcast and doing the racing. Uh, I don't take any, I haven't taken anything off my plate as far as as far as work goes yeah i looked on i looked on google that uh, you started racing when you're in 2000 so you're only like eight eight years old yeah i started i think i was still seven at the beginning of the season so yeah and and you won karting championships in 03 04 05 <laughs> oh, 07 your, your interviews turned around yeah man i uh, won a bunch of karting championships uh yeah canadian nationals a bunch of stuff actually i was just telling Funny, I had uh, Lance Stroll on, Canadian F1 driver. Okay. I had him on uh, a couple days ago. His episode will be out probably a week before this one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, my my brother and I both won the Canadian Nationals, mm-hmm. uh, the Canadian National Go-Kart Championship and uh, in 2009. That was, like, you know, just a, a career highlight, like, yeah. cool deal. So, pretty much, you, you built yourself a dynasty in the early 2000s. Because uh, you, you won four... Four out of the last six years. Yeah, I guess, I guess something like that. I mean, there's a lot of different championships, and there's a lot of good racers that come out of Canada. So you're kind of like the Golden State Warriors of karting. No, I don't know. No, there's <laughs> a lot of good guys. There's a lot of guys a lot better than I am. Yeah, and then and then you became a professional in 2015? Yeah, I did the first full season of the Canadian NASCAR series in 2015 and won Rookie of the Year. And yeah, congrats was on like that. A, man, it was good. It was like... It seems like forever ago now, though, 2015. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of both ways. Like, you look at it and it's like, 2015 doesn't seem like that long ago, but like, talking to you, it's like, <laughs> 2015 was kind of before your whole rise yeah. in the inter- of internet fame. How, how did it feel, though, when you won sixth place? Like, your best finish was sixth place? Uh, That was, yeah, that's how I uh, uh ended up. I think it was, that was, I forget if that was the... I think that was the owner's championship or something. I think I finished fifth in the season that year and uh, won a race. Yeah, and, it was you, good. and you won the, the 2016 NASCAR team or something like that. You, you, you Oh, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you did all your homework. Uh, 2016, I was <laughs> uh, in the NASCAR Next Class. Next Class. Yeah, so what that is is NASCAR down in the States, they pick like a group of kids and they, they have them all down uh, to Charlotte. And they run them through like their, uh, you know, social media stuff. They like promote them. They put together like little packages. They help help you like work on your public speaking. Help mm. you kind of work on your um, ability to go out and find sponsors and talk to the media and talk to the media and stuff. Which is yeah, and, and just kind of <clears throat> do interviews and st- it, it's cool. Like a lot of those kids that I was in the class with are racing at the highest level now. Yeah, it's kind of like something called Double XL magazine okay where they every year they have a a class of new artists upcoming so they have them like all together um it's called a freshman list okay right so then the the freshman year of their whole like mainstream career in a sense where like they bring like i think nine to twelve new artists rappers Mm -hmm. specifically and they kind of just do like freestyles and like all together and it's just kind of like a way for people to know who they are now mm. as like a upcoming. and it's a magazine yeah okay yeah you should look it up uh, it's called double xl okay xxl magazine yeah yeah and and it featured like back in the day a lot of the biggest artists now in hip-hop and rap right like j cole kendrick lamar 
Travis Scott. Uh, who else? Oh, it's so hard to think of other yeah. people. Kodak. Like, there's like Kodak, uh, Lil Yachty, Lil wow. Uzi. All these like new and older rappers all have been on this freshman list. It's kind of like a tradition now for like music and hip hop, like where they kind of curious debating who should have been on this list or sure who should have been on this next class. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. There, I, 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 so many sports do that, and I think it's great. Yeah, and yeah. sports and and culture and stuff. Yeah, and is like how long has NASCAR been around? Because I I'm honestly so new to NASCAR or F1 in general. Yeah uh nascar has been around since i guess the early 50s or mid 50s okay nascar started the history of nascar is is rum running down in in the northeast or the southeast in like north carolina south carolina okay um when there was prohibition and alcohol was illegal in the states moonshiners who were making their own moonshine yes would soup up their hot rods to be able to outrun the police with their moonshine and then they'd all get together and start racing. Oh. So those for early races were on Daytona Beach down in Florida. And that's kind of, what kind of that's started. How, that's how NASCAR started. In Daytona specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the guys, uh, there was a lot of those early races on the beach. Um, and a lot of the guys were from the Carolinas. Mm. And then yeah. what kind of jump started with Indy? Indy 500. Like, it just, I don't like, know the history. That is, that's yeah. kind of old motorsports history. Like, yeah. I think... Uh, I don't know when the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was built, but that's another, you know, proper American. Like, uh, famous. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of history there. It's like, there's a lot, you're always curious now, whenever you get into, like, a sport or activity, you kind of, like, want to know the history of it. Like, Mm. how did it start, right? So, it's like, for you, it's like NASCAR, like, what kind of started, why why did they choose Indianapolis, right? Mm, Yeah. Why did they choose Daytona? Yeah. Because actually, it's funny, I bought a hat from Valley Village. And it has a vintage. I should have wore it today for you. It has. It says on the top Daytona. Okay. And it says Budweiser, like sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah. And it's just like an old vintage hat, right? I should have wore it. Man, all that NASCAR stuff is all the rage now with the uh, in the vintage shops, eh? Yeah. Wait. What do you mean? Like old NASCAR shirts, like. Oh yeah, yeah. You see so many, so many people walking around wearing like, what I think is super dope, like '80s and '90s NASCAR, yeah. like. And, vintage and shirts. The best thing about that is vintage is I actually this entire this entire outfit is all vintage. Okay. I love vintage shopping. Yeah. Because one, you save money. Yeah. Two, oh, for sure. Because think about it like this though: if you're into Nike, mm-hmm. a Nike sweatsuit for a uh, tech fleece sweat, uh, sweater and sweatpants, three sixty now combined. No, Holy three three hundred. Sorry, three hundred. So that's a hundred. No, three sixty. So it's a hundred eighty dollars now for a sweater, and the and the sweatpants yeah. separately. Yeah, I'm not into that stuff. Three hundred and sixty dollars. Before it used to be one twenty for it. So you're spending two forty for uh, a sweater and a hoodie, or yeah. a hoodie and a, and sweatpants. Now it's so much more with the inflation, and all that, and with vintage shopping. One, you get to keep history you get to keep like this is like uh, uh i think uh levi's i think yeah yeah jean or, jacket vest yeah and on the back of it it's like inspired somebody painted uh you know pablo Kanye west okay it's like pablo um pablo 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 okay. if you look it up on google if you search up pablo uh denim jacket yeah 
Kanye West designed this with like uh, the Life of Pablo, his album. Okay. And it's just big text of Pablo and it's all down the denim jacket behind. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dope. And I just love vintage, right? No, the vintage stuff is great. Like I've, yeah, man, always kind of shopped at like Value Village and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's to not, people, people get so excited about, you know, saving the planet and doing all these things and like, pushing their agenda on other people but like if you really put your money where your mouth is you buy used everything like manufacturing new clothes like old clothes take up a huge amount of space in landfills yeah like it's insane so like you know to just buy new clothes just for the sake of it and throw your old clothes away like that's a huge waste and same with furniture like yeah you know, manufacturing and shipping stuff from China and bringing it here and assembling it, like, is huge. Because you think about it now, with for, like, since we can remember, like, having furniture or having clothes, like, proper, like, clothes from all these big brands like Nike or Jordan or whatever, Adidas, mm-hmm. Adidas, they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually pronounced Adidas. Okay. And uh, Reebok, I don't know. No one likes Reebok, right? <laughs> <laughs> like these companies have been creating clothes for 40 50 years now and, sure and it's like where does all these other clothes that no one buys go to right right do they burn them yeah they keep them in their factories like hoarded they go to landfills like or oh you mean like ones that aren't sold yeah like what do okay, they do yeah. with it like, i don't know like do they if you think about this though right what if and maybe they have done this, but like big companies like Nike, all the clothes that they had for like the last year's uh, whole inventory, right? Yeah. The ones that they didn't sell or the shoes they didn't sell or hats, whatever they sell. This is like, just like a big, broad idea. Like all those clothes could have been donated to p- places where kids don't have or families don't have clothes. Yeah. Right. The thing is now, I don't think there's that many places anymore that don't have clothes. I mean, you know, like there's not like we have in in North America, we, we throw out so much corn and grain and like, you know, there's so much we don't we don't have the problem. Very rarely is there a problem of not having enough food anymore or not having enough clothes like, you know, there's sure there's certain little places where it's because of a, a political issue or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But there's enough now in the world it's just a matter of getting it to the right places man it's insane how much more expensive groceries are now yeah it's insane or or anything in general well gas dude i to fill up my pickup truck i had a 300 dollars fill up wow yeah did you ever see this video on instagram on um this guy had to fill up his rv and it costed him like 500 well at the time it was it was still like it wasn't as bad as it is now, like over two dollars. It was like five hundred, almost six hundred dollars to fill up his uh, his RV, which I guess like I don't know how much really like if it was like a dollar fifteen or something or like a dollar twenty like yeah. back in the, like maybe two years ago, maybe yeah. it would cost half of the price. Yeah, so which by, is insane. Like maybe three hundred dollars or like three fifty or something like at most, right? Yeah. Now you're paying six hundred dollars, right? I had to pay, fill up my gas tank at a hundred dollars and that's still like let's say it's right below the one eighth mark yeah even if i filled a hundred dollars in my gas tank it would it would just reach like the the seven eighth 
yeah. of your of your of gas tank. tank. Yeah. So it doesn't even fill up. Yeah. Even at a hundred dollars, right? I'm like, how much am I really gonna spend? Like 120 realistically would fill my gas. Well, I know, and to go filming, like, right. So right now, you're uh, you're doing what? Is, what would you say your your um, occupation is? Like, are you are you trying to make a YouTube channel, or is that just to promote yourself as a as a you know a content creator or a uh, you know a freelance photographer? Yeah, the YouTube is mainly as a YouTube as a content creator. Okay. And it just it really does help with promoting what I'm doing mm-hmm. into other things like okay, if I'm doing some ca- content work for these brands, you could tr- see that on my Instagram or you could see more on my TikTok as a short video, right? Sure. Or it helps gain more exposure for these people and then the, the YouTube side of it is just more of like allowing people to see what i don't show on other platforms mm. like you get to see in long the full form. the full length version of let's say like half of what i post like let's say on instagram if it's a photo of like it's a, a montage of like an event or something i did yeah right the youtube video like this for example like people will see this podcast on your channel yeah but they, they don't get to see what's behind the scenes what i got to see before I, we did this podcast or after yeah. right and yeah, so yeah. The behind the scenes content is what's I get to post on my YouTube channel and mm-hmm. I, and you get to see everything like that. Right, right. So is your goal to be <clears throat> like you were so exposed to like such a successful YouTube channel. Is your goal to be doing that on your own or is your goal to be, uh, you know, a, a shooter, filmer, editor? Yeah, that's a good question. I think my goal is to just create a brand for myself mm-hmm. based on being a travel vlogger and travel photographer. Um, actually it's so to, to kind of have my, my uh, thought on it, like it really does. My goal is to really, yeah. Like show people my, like my life in a sense mm-hmm. and also be able to do this as a career, like really make f- photography as a career and yeah. also work with brands and work with companies and do campaign work and shoot production like high quality productions yep right or let's say if it was for f1 or nascar right like something like where for example like let's say you need somebody to help shoot photos or videos for your, your yep. car or something or shoot for your race or something right like that's something i'm willing to do because it's like one i love filming yeah but i also love creating like cinematic looking content mm, okay right so you want to be able you want to be like a one-stop shop uh for brands and you can kind of package something up and deliver it to them and yes exactly and that's what i've actually been doing recently where i get to create like a whole package deliverables of let's say photos if you want photos i could have photos for you delivered uh if you want video like a full-length youtube video or like behind the scenes i could do that mm. i could also create tiktoks to, sh- to promote it and expose um, your brand your company your campaign work or yep. whatever you're promoting and then you have instagram where i could post photos to show people okay this is what i did with you partnership and also have a video to go along with it and then also tag you in these videos share them stories and post behind the scenes content and these these are some things that like a lot of people now are realizing that content is worth money now right because the u.s 
in the U.S. is so much opportunity, as you've probably realized. Like, so much opportunities are in the U.S. Mm-hmm. There's so much people you could meet, so much connections, and so much work that you could get out of the U.S., right? regardless of where you are. And yep. There's so much opportunities. In Canada, we're getting there. It's like it's a slow transition from the in-person type of work that we used to do to now the digital side of it where now everything's transitioning to digitally where all your work and what you get paid for is digitally mm-hmm. uh, like digitally posted or shared or exposure now right right people are paying for exposure exactly. so you want to build your platform big enough to to monetize your own fan base exactly right and and create a, a community around my not so much around my myself, but like what I am able to create, mm-hmm. right? And and how people appreciate. Okay, this is what I do for a living. Like I want people to. Sup- I want those people who support me to also support what I do. Like not just as a person, but as my career. Like right, you know, support. Like okay, this guy's a photographer. Cool. Like if you really want, you know, photos done for you, like I, I'm willing to help you as long as it, it fits. It fits for me. Like it's something that I'm interested in. Sure. Or video content, whether it be like an event or um, sporting event or a concert or like a, a wedding. Not not a wedding, but like um, <laughs> yeah. just like even like a photo shoot or something. Like if it feels like I fi- it fits right with me and like your style is what I like. Yep. I'm gonna go with it because I've learned that you don't want to do something just for the money and mm. not be happy shooting that content or doing that race or having a, a promotion or a company come up come up to you and you're like i don't like it but i'm only doing it for the money right right no for sure for mm-hmm. sure especially when you're trying to build a brand so yeah and 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 the like think thinking back would you like now that you're on your own you kind of set your own hours you yeah. do you do everything you want going back to your your previous life in the you know a party phase or whatever, it, yeah. or whatever it was. Cause I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Were you guys, what I'm trying to get at is, is, uh, is you guys were partying a lot. I've heard you mentioned before Yeah, and you've changed, like you, it seems like you've changed your lifestyle like a whole ton. And yeah. you talked about it. Yeah, yeah. You don't drink anymore or anything. No, no, don't smoke any weed or I'm, I'm completely sober. And what, what did that for you? What do you mean? What, made you decide to do that okay it's just i needed something different in my life where i want to feel healthier i want to live better i want to feel happier mm. and i don't necessarily need alcohol or drugs like not weed yep. specifically like to help me feel better or feel more confident in talking to people mm. right and using that as an excuse to be socially confident mm. and and less awkward yeah right because like i feel like it's better for you to be yourself when people get to see the real you and like you're not drunk or you're not high yeah or you're, you're on something or whatever the case may be like generally people want to see who you are truly for like just as a regular person sure right you don't you, why would you want to be around somebody who's drunk at like 5 8 like 5 p.m yep on a happy hour and yep. like to talk about all this nonsense and just like being loud and obnoxious and arrogant and it's mm-hmm. like do you want to be around that person or like and then 
when they're not when they're sober they're a completely different person like, right like they're probably sad at the job or they're probably more kinder to people or like they're more giving mm. right when they're when they're sober yeah right you see there's a lot of different personalities in people when they have um alcohol for sure for sure something. alcohol makes you more aggressive yeah yeah. yeah alcohol makes you more aggressive but weed also just kind of makes you more chill right for some people yeah yeah do you think because you meant you mentioned that you felt like you you had like a a big ego do you think that was in part from alcohol yes yeah, yeah. well actually not so much i think it was just my own self-belief belief mm. that i was like confident in what i did and like because of the the attention i gave it got got it kind of really made me feel like i was like on top of the world right right you felt like entitled yes yes right. i really did and i really like helped me now realize okay like not everything is about you mm. there's bigger things in this world than you mm -hmm. right the word you is very like it's very powerful powerful in a way where it's like when you talk about yourself it's like and you say it's all about you 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 did this you did that it's like yeah i did all those things but i'd rather have somebody tell me what they like about me or what i did mm. because you want to give other people the realize uh the, like the realization like you're not talking about yourself right right it's different like when you're on a podcast like you have to talk about yourself yeah yeah for but, sure like in a like in like a social setting it's like the last thing you want to do is just talk about all of all about yourself mm -hmm. you want to interact with people and you want to talk to them and get to know them more right and, right and i feel like it was a different podcast because like maybe i don't know maybe like some people like in person or on a podcast like maybe they don't talk to you much as what you do or like they only talk more about themselves, right? Sure. Because it's an interview about themselves, right? Yeah. I feel like even in a social setting, like, instead of you talking about yourself, like, get to know that person. Mm. Talk about what they like or what interests them, what got them inter interested in, let's say, racing or what got them exposed to this, whatever they do in life, right? Yeah. 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 No, no, I agree. So you're uh, you're on the podcast grind, and <clears throat> what's the idea? Like, you... you reach out to different guys and like, Hey, I'll come on the podcast. And is the idea just to kind of grow awareness, just like your YouTube and TikTok and Instagram? And half and half, like one would be, yeah. Like if what I'm doing currently, like current events or like, let's say I'm out filming some stuff, like you could guys check it out or mm -hmm. uh, something big that happened in my life that I could talk about and be like a share of behind, behind the scenes, like stories or experiences that I did at these, uh, at these events or, travels that i did i post on social media right yeah or it could just be just for fun yeah like yeah. this is just more no, of like just a, for fun like half of it is about my life but yep. little, half of it was just about casual conversation like yep what what's the time you're looking at do we get do we oh, know we're uh, an hour and 10 in or so okay so like it's that. not like too too long yeah, you know? yeah but it's like not too not too short yeah you know, because like an hour is like a sweet spot. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I never I never set a time. I just keep rolling. Yeah. OK. It's funny you say that because 
a lot of the podcasts like to set themselves to around an hour, which is a good okay. good time, like hour to an hour and a half, right? Yeah. They don't unless wanna... I unless I actually have like something to do because I'm I'll be like, oh, sorry, we're out of time, gotta yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's different, like. But people said it. You're saying people said an hour, an hour to an hour and a half max. Okay. Just honestly, it depends on the conversation. Right. Like the the podcast I did with this play, uh, this podcast called Huddle Talk, mm-hmm. Huddle Talk TV. They're they're hilarious. They're from Toronto. They're from Mississauga. Okay. You should definitely hit them up if you want to go on the podcast. Huddle talk. Okay, I'll look Huddle, up. Huddle talk. Yeah, yep. yeah. And we just kept talking our shit, and it was like for two hours. Wow. And if, you're just talking shit. Yeah, it felt like an, it felt like a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, you're like watching a movie because it's two hours long, right? Yeah. And it's just different topics about like life or experiences or childhood memories or conspiracy theories yeah. or what's your favorite type of pizza, right? Just any kind of topic that you could think of, like we just kind of discuss about it and like have a huddle talk. (laughs) Sure. Do you think, uh, do you think, I feel like everyone, not everyone, but it might almost get to the same point as, as many people have Instagram have podcasts. Do you think there's, yes. Do you think that's going to be the case in the future? Like having like a series like on Instagram where like you post your podcast or something. I mean like, it might be as common as having an Instagram, having a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, like, even if it's just talking to your phone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because people do post stories of like just them talking like nonstop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was thinking too. Like, do you have you ever thought of making a Instagram podcast ch- account? Like the Gary Clue no, podcast? No, man, dude, I barely keep up with social media right now. I barely keep up with this right now. Okay. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's um, just find me on my own Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you, if uh, social advice. Yeah. Okay. Give I me mean, all the, dude, well, you, you were a part of a freaking massive, <laughs> massive brand. So it's, uh, give me all the advice you can. Respectfully, you could always <laughs> create like. Gary Clute podcast, okay, or the Gary Clute, Clute, uh, Gary Clute podcast, yeah, and have all your content posted there, like clips or mm-hmm. photos or shorts, right, or reels, right, yeah, and and then have your YouTube channel where you still post shorts and all that, and then you could separate that from your personal account with like all your f like your NASCAR racing and photos and yeah. videos, right? Because from what I've learned is it's like confusing for a lot of people when they see two different types of content okay on one page okay that's meant to be like a personal account right if that uh. makes sense like you don't have to necessarily what i'm saying is you don't necessarily have to post everything about a podcast on your personal but if there's something that's interesting to you or like an, a guest that intrigued you yeah and you want to post that clip or something impactful yeah it's it's good occasionally once in a while to post a clip from that podcast on episode the personal, yeah. on the personal what everything else could all be posted on your right. podcast page damn okay right? yeah i'll have just to fire some, one up just um, some food for thought you know yeah 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 i just need someone to run it oh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. you have him right <laughs> Nah, mitch is not a social media guy but no it, it, it honestly you need a team for that like you really need a, a filmer yeah a producer an editor and then somebody to post all that content for you right because you're just a host no so how so now my next question is then how do you in your mind how do you monetize a podcast how do you grow it large enough to the point where you don't have to go and find sponsors or sponsors come and find you um, well pick things that you like okay you know, whether it be for nascar or for a drink or 
something that is related to what you do everyday lifestyle in terms of uh, NASCAR mm-hmm. and driving. Sure. And reach out to them mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I'm a I'm a NASCAR driver. I have a podcast that is looking for sponsors. Uh, would you want to sponsor me uh, in helping promote your product? Right. Right. Did you ever hunt sponsorship for the Nelk channel or did no. you guys ever get sponsors for the I'm, Nelk channel? I'm not the one to do that. That's okay. not my job. Okay. That's why we had a manager to help okay. that. And I don't think we did have any sponsors no no because a lot of the a lot of the people that would reach out would be corporate corporate type of people like they want you as the client to do what they want Uh instead of giving you the freedom to do what you want creatively yeah in promoting that sure brand right and that's something that too that i kind of uh realize too it's like as a creator and as a person as like for your own entity and your own brand like you want to have that creative freedom to do something that you want to create that you enjoy doing and enjoy seeing yeah but at the same time promoting that brand right and that product right yeah. now i just look at this like i look at this just kind of as doing it for fun and yeah. you know if it grows to a, a point where it makes sense financially to well Either way, I'm gonna do it. I can't. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't not. So I mean, once a week isn't too too big a deal. No, it's it's great, and yeah. and people like are fine with that. Like as long as you are just yourself, yeah. And you bring really good advice, and also share some knowledge. Well, I don't know about good advice or knowledge, but I'll bring fun guests on. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, like no, <laughs> for yourself, like it's 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 good for the audience to listen to whether it be yourself. Mm-hmm or your guests to share some knowledge and share some wisdom or insight about what they do and experiences. And hopefully that'll help them and share that to their friends who are interested in that. Right. And let's say you have an entrepreneur friend, right? You bring them along, you bring them on and people who are watching this or want to be young entrepreneurs or in that, or wanting to separate from the nine to five job. Sure. At least they could see that. Be like, okay, like help them some somewhat somewhat influence them or yeah, like that guy did it. He's an example of how to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them motivation, right? Yeah. And I think that would help you grow your channel and also be consistent with it. I yeah, think that's the most con- that's the biggest thing when it comes to podcasts or just anything in general when it comes to social media. Yeah, is being consistent, right? And having content. People like motivation. Yeah. 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 So what's uh, what do you have planned for this summer? What do you like? You're you're in the space of you're you're obviously into like hip hop and internet culture, right? Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? You have any big events planned to shoot this summer or anything like that? Hmm. Big concerts or anything? Can't say what exactly. Okay. Although I do want to shoot more basketball for the summer, more events like Raptors stuff. Not just or Raptors. Just, I think uh. like. There's something called the Global Jam in in July. Okay. And it has a bunch of young talent who are like I think eighteen or under. Okay. And from countries, like different countries, uh, four countries I believe. Okay. And they get to just show their talent on a yep. global on a global stage. Something like that, or whether it be university students or upcoming like draft um draft players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are wanting to get into the draft or or like just getting into basketball like more professionally something like that i want to shoot games or workouts or um just local games or tournaments right like uh the crown league coming Mm. up this probably hopefully they come out this summer cool it's in toronto yep and definitely more concerts like there's veld coming up Mm -hmm. i I, I would want to shoot that 
OVO Fest. Okay. Rolling Loud is coming to Toronto. So those are like three big festivals in Toronto that are happening this summer. And yep. I'm sure there's other concerts too in between like big name artists who, who, who come to Toronto. Sure. And you never know if Drake has a tour or something or he has a concert in Toronto. Like you never know. The city's always going to be buzzing with Drake, Drake, you know? Yeah. Is that the goal to work for Drake? Not work for him, but like have the opportunity. Like my my goal would be the, the opportunity to shoot photos of Drake at a concert and and maybe meet him or talk yeah. to him or someone like J. Cole is another artist that I have been following for a while. Like just being in that presence of those two guys, mm-hmm. it's just like life changing. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know about you. What's like your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? Uh, all kinds. I don't know. I like everything from like ska punk to like metal to country to yeah i'm not super into the rap but i certainly listen to like so listen to, to rap if you had to pick one artist out of your entire catalog who would you pick what if, if i could any like, genre interview or no, 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 no like like just all time like who's your favorite like artist like whether it be i don't know any genre like what's who who is the like one person or group that you'd be like i i listen to that all time would be like iron maiden Iron Maiden. Okay. Yeah, like 80s metal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I have a question. If you were to take a photo of Iron Maiden yeah. and they post it to their Instagram, would you rather get the tag or the bag? Oh, for me, the tag. Me yeah. too. Yeah, well, I don't I don't know how much they pay, but uh, yeah, no, I think it'd be cool. Yeah? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know how much I'd have in common with their fans. I just think it'd be... Dude, what would be awesome... So, one year in Toronto, because we, we raced the Toronto Indy. Yes. And we raced the day before the Indy cars in the NASCAR series. And for people who haven't been to the Toronto Indy, you got to get there. Like, it's we raced down Lakeshore. It's badass. That's sick. So, I raced the Saturday, uh, and the race was over at, like, 4 p.m. Or, like, 5 p.m. And then we, like, me and my buddies, we had a couple beers after the race and then hopped over the track on Lakeshore and I went to go see Iron Maiden that night at the amphitheater. So it was like, yeah, it was like the perfect day. And I was like trying to hit him up. I'm like, you guys are playing that night. You should be on a race car. You should have the full wrap on the race car. Yeah. Sponsor me. Did that ever happen? No, no, no. (laughs) but that would be the goal. So that would be even better than taking a picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the reason why I asked that is because like, um, a friend of mine had a podcast asked that question Mm. or he was asked that question and it's just like my logic is the bag is temporary it's what you get paid for what how much however much that they offer you yeah but the tag is worth so much more because it's it's long term Mm. it's it it, that they associate with you yeah they you get people now or knowing who you are yeah and that could lead to more potential work yeah with bigger people yeah right so let's say someone like from Iron Maiden, like uh, another group or another band sees yeah. that. Like, oh, who's this guy? He, got, he took some really good photos. Right. Like, why why shouldn't we hire this guy to like take some photos for us at our concert or our tour? Yeah, yeah. No, right? that makes sense. That Lead makes to sense. Bigger, bigger opportunities. Uh, that's good, man. Anything uh, anything else you want to say to my viewers or uh, questions or anything before we go? Uh, give this guy a follow. Subscribe to his channel. Oh, thanks, dude. Follow him on Instagram, you know. Um, I definitely, I definitely, uh, share this podcast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I appreciate you coming on. Like I'm not super into pop culture and, uh, I, I, it fascinates me 
Uh, and you've definitely been in the eye of the storm of, you know, the, the internet culture for sure. Yeah, so thank you for having thanks me. For, uh, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. Well, that was Jason or 905 Shooter. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, subscribe, rate it, and share it with some friends. Peace. Peace.